Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a great show in store for you, but I want to start here. First and foremost, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all our great veterans, the incredible men and women that serve this great nation here on this Veterans Day, that protect your freedoms, my freedoms, our Constitution, our constitutional freedoms. I can go on and on and on. All I want to say, bottom line, is thank you, thank you, thank you. I bring that up because coming up here in just a few moments, uh, Senator Kevin Kramer is going to join us. He's on the Veterans Affairs Committee in the Senate. Before I get to that, I want to share with you something that I don't think many people remember. And I've been talking about this throughout the week. I've been sort of hinting towards it, not really bringing it up. But I want to invite you tonight because I'm going to show you what I'm referring to specifically in a moment. But if you have never heard of or Googled Operation Mockingbird, do yourself a favor and just take some time to do some research on it because it's what's happening essentially right now. As I just mentioned a moment ago, we've got our veterans, the great, incredible men and women that serve this nation. They go out there, they put their life on the line to protect what? Our constitutional freedoms, our constitution. So for any of you out there, and please help me, help me help you, right? Help me, show me in our constitution where it says, thy media or the media or whatever will determine who the president-elect is. If you can show that to me in the constitution, Please email it to me, send it my way, because I, I can't seem to find it. And yet, here we are in this quote-unquote Operation Mockingbird with the media coming out and going, hey, and again, I've said this, Joe Biden very may well be the President of the United States, all right? When it comes to January 20th, and, and that's fine, all I'm saying is, hey, let's just be patient. We had 37 days for Al Gore. Let's just take a minute. Let's let things become certified via the states. That's very, very important. So. Show me the Constitution where the media has the ability to do that. I don't think you can, and that's why I'm saying just be aware of what you're being told right now because Joe Biden himself agreed that, hey, let's pause. Let's wait till things happen with the states correctly the way they're supposed to be done according to law, according to our U.S. Constitution, because nobody seems to remember this exchange. This is from the first debate between uh, Chris Wallace and Joe Biden. And listen very closely and think about President Trump saying promises made, Promises kept. You tell me if this is a promise made, promise kept. Let's roll the tape. Vice President Biden, final question for you. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? Yes. And here's the deal. We count the ballots, as you pointed out. Until it's independently certified. Right? The media doesn't certify anything. Okay, let's just be clear on that. And yet, boy, here we go. The media comes out, does their little Operation Mockingbird. Joe Biden comes out, does his speech, and yet he just said right there, hey, I'm going to wait until it's uh, or independently, I should say, certified. Clearly that hasn't happened, so that's not a promise made. That's been kept. <laughs> All right, earlier today I sat down with Senator Kevin Kramer. We talked about Veterans Day and also about the election situation and much, much more. Here is our conversation. Senator Kramer, welcome back to Point of View. Great to have you on this Veterans Day, knowing that you're on the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, also the Armed Services Committee. So we, we got a lot to talk about. But let's start with, obviously, our incredible veterans and the men and women that serve. Just want to give you a chance to comment on what Veterans Day means to you. Well, it's it means the world to me, and, and it, it ought to mean, mean the world to every free person in the United States, which is every person in the United States uh, living in the freest country in the world where we get to exercise our liberties every single day. And when we don't, 
um, we, we need to be reminded of the price. You know, North Dakota is home to something like 58,000 veterans, Chris. We have a very high percentage of our population that has served. So it's especially rewarding for me to represent such a, a large block of veterans who, you know, who, who've been willing in their lifetime to give it all for our liberties. And so I love Veterans Day. I love celebrating it. Um, I wish our students and, and kids you know, were in school learning about Veterans Day rather than taking the day off to go to the mall or whatever it is they do sometimes. But um, good parents uh, take, take their kids to, to veterans, veterans Day events or show them things, and, and hopefully they all understand what a remarkable privilege it is to live in the freest country in the world, and hopefully they think to thank a veteran uh, you know, for that freedom because it's, it's really something. Amen to that. I mean, because of them, you and I can sit here and and do what we want to do. I want to touch on something that brings it really to people's dinners tables for a moment, and then we'll get into some more of the other things that have been happening. But the, one of the questions I keep getting from people, because you know, with this COVID situation, people are, they're having some challenges. They're struggling. You're on the banking committee. So two things. One, when do you think the next stimulus check is going to get passed uh, from you guys? And two, why didn't uh, President Trump just call up Secretary Mnuchin and go, hey, send out the Trump bucks. Let's put 1200 bucks in people's accounts. Well, on the, on the second point, it's because he doesn't have the authority to do that. We have a very strong executive in our president compared to a lot of other places. He's not, he's not a premier. You know, he's not a, a head of parliament. Um, but he also has limits on his power and particularly the power to spend money. That, of course, comes from Congress. And uh, he can present a budget, but only Congress can appropriate. So he couldn't do that. I think he did everything he could. He used every tool in the tool chest, particularly with extension of unemployment insurance benefits, as we know. Uh, he was able to move some money around that had been appropriated, but he can't just simply send checks out. So um, secondly, when, when's the next round happening? You know, I'm not so sure, Chris. We're, at a, we're now in, a, in this lame duck session. I actually think it's not a bad time to get some things done. Uh, the reality is that we've just had, again, the largest growth in the economy in a, in a quarter in the history of the country by far. Uh, we have an unemployment rate now in the country down to 6.9%. I will say this, I think it's very fragile. I know that a lot of people just look at the numbers and they say, wow, we're doing great. Well, we're doing better, but but uh, I do worry about the fragility of it. I, to be honest, in the next package, I want to be more focused than just simply sending out um, the Trump bucks, uh, the, the $1,200, whatever it is per person. To be honest with you, Sending more discretionary money into pe to people's mailboxes without opening the economy doesn't do a lot of good. Don't any more than it helps to, you know, to pay the restaurant owners um, salaries and wages for several more months, but don't let him, you know, open up and don't let him have a, a full house. Uh, we, we've got to get the economy up and running. And then I think with some focused help on small businesses, on on um, you know unemployment insurance benefits for those who simply can't work because of the kind of work they're in. Mainly a lot of focus of, of dollars on hospitals and healthcare facilities as the frontline workers, as well as getting that vaccine done and getting it distributed along, along with uh, um, therapeutics. And then, of course, just making sure that our kids can go to school safely. Uh, you, you know, I think I think we can get it done without having to spend trillions of dollars. And I think right now Nancy Pelosi is probably feeling not quite as uh, like we have spent much leverage as she had a couple of weeks ago. So I, I think we can get something done yet this year. So you think before you before the end of the year? I really do. I, what I think will happen, Chris, you know, we have to fund the government. It's only funded through December 11th with the continuing resolution. So we'll have to do some sort of a, a appropriations bill. The appropriations, appropriations bills are starting to move now in the Senate. And I really think that what we'll see is some sort of a modest targeted package that becomes part of that year-end spending bill. And we can go into the 
holiday season, at least having provided some certainty to people. And, and uh, yeah. I think that'd be really important. Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from people. Hey, we, we, we need some help out here. So uh, let's get into these election results that have not been certified. More on that on a moment. But I want to just get your reaction to this. This is President Trump yesterday saying that we will win. We all know what the media is telling us. I don't know where in the Constitution it says the media gets to dictate the president-elect. But I just want to get your reaction to this. So President Trump says we will win. And then yesterday... <laughs> I thought this was uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo gets asked about the transition. Uh, here's what he said for our audience. We'll let you react. There will be, there a, will be a smooth, smooth transition, transition to a second, to a Trump, second administration. Trump administration. Right, right. So does President Trump and the Secretary of State know something that the rest of us don't? And if so, do you think that there's going to be a second Trump administration? Well, a couple of things. First of all, with regard to Secretary Pompeo, Mike's a good friend of mine. I sat right next to him <laughs> on the Energy and Commerce Committee and the in the house um he's a very funny guy and i think right there he was being quite funny i think that was pretty obvious actually the problem is is that uh the, the media in washington uh is it, so serious about itself that it can't it can't uh, have a sense of humor in fact there's a great saying beware of the zealots for they are generally humorless and that definitely is the i think describes new york and washington dc media so i think mike was being funny and i think i thought it was pretty funny as a matter of fact because i think his follow-up to that was quite good and that is we're going to have a peaceful transition whether it's four more years of, of a trump administration or, or it's four years of a biden administration we just will have uh, a transition i talked to the president on monday night uh, he and i had a short conversation he called up and i just encouraged him i said hey you know we're with you through every legal fight you want to take on you're entitled to do that um you certainly have several close races in, in states that, um, first of all, pollsters said he was going to get clobbered in, and then the media called, and then all of a sudden it, it's getting closer now as time goes on. And, and so there's recounts that have to be done. There, there are irregularities that have to be looked into. Um, but that's all just part of our process, and if necessary, courts will have to arbitrate. Well, I know you've been, you went pretty hard after Fox News recently when they called Arizona so early. The AP tweeted this out today, and I want to get your reaction. Despite what Donald Trump says, the election he, quote-unquote, lost to Joe Biden was not tainted by widespread voter fraud or irregularities in how ballots were counted. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about these irregularities or voter fraud that's been happening or been alleged? You know, you know here's what I do know. Chris, I do know that there's there's more evidence of voter fraud than there was that there should have been an impeachment. And um, and when you look at what happened on election night, when Donald Trump easily ended up winning Florida, and they were able to count all their votes, by the way, one of the largest states in the country, they counted them all that night. It's amazing how that can work. And you see what happened then in Ohio, and, and then all of a sudden, those four or five the southeastern states where he was leading by a lot, they had to sort of stop and recalibrate and start over with the county. I mean, that raises questions. And when you see hundreds of thousands of ballots coming by mail, and something, by the way, he warned about, he being the president, warned, hey, this is rot with the opportunity for fraud. I think there's enough there, certainly, to cause people to wonder. And uh, when you see some of the lack of, of uh, transparency, you know, the Fargo form twice is misrepresented, um, not misrepresented, but really miswritten. Um, my statements about uh, about um, the the, uh, the lack of integrity with uh, Republicans being able to observe the counting in Pennsylvania, and they'll probably do it again after this show. But the reality is, a judge in Pennsylvania had to order uh, the, the polling places or the counting rooms to allow Republican observers to be within six feet. 
Uh, they were letting them in the room, but they were 150 feet away or 50 feet away, 30 feet away at the closest. Um, that, that's not appropriate. So, Chris, it's, it's again, I, I, I haven't seen any, quote, um, you know, evidence of fraud, but I also know there are hundreds of affidavits that have been signed by people who say they have seen it. And, uh, boy, we, we spent four years with the cloud over the, the presidency of Donald Trump over a lot flimsier things than hundreds of affidavits. Um, the New York Times goes on a blockbuster story based on unnamed sources, <laughs> only to be refuted by dozens of named sources. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, the, the hypocrisy is rich. And let's get to this, because I'm sure you're aware of what was called Operation Mockingbird back in the day. And I don't want to get into the details. Hopefully you know what I'm referring to there. But I want to share with a clip for you. This is from the first debate with Chris Wallace and Joe Biden. And then talk about what the media is doing. So let's listen to this and then I'll get your reaction, sir. Vice President Biden, final question for you. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge? not to declare victory until the election is independently certified. Yes, and here's the deal. They count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until election day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. So your reaction, sir? Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, so far they haven't accepted the results of the election four years ago, but but now um, he's asked this question. I don't know specifically what you want me to address in, in that. I'm saying uh, he was just asked, are you going to wait to declare that you're president-elect until no, independently verified? They have not been certified, and here you've got the media going out and touting that you know he's Mr. President-elect. Well, the problem is that the media thinks they're the independent verifier, but they are anything but independent these days, as we know. And as bad as the networks are, and as bad as CNN and MSNBC are, um, the social media is even worse in terms of their bias. And so uh, we're right to be skeptical. The president's right to want to get recounts in places where there's very few votes that separate them. With regard to Fox News and their call of Arizona, every day, to this day, the, the votes in Arizona get closer and closer and closer to the point now where it's, it's less than a half a point spread. You know, here we are a week and a day since um, the election in Arizona where Donald Trump had a two to one advantage. The, Fox News hasn't felt compelled to call that race yet. You know, gee, what, what can we be sure a week later? You know, and when and sir, you've been in this game a long time. I mean, to see that Alaska hasn't been called yet, we know where that's going to go. I think North Carolina, you know, is just getting called. It just... It seems strange, and I want to bring this up in this yeah. context where yeah. I tweeted this out and it got a ton of play. Yes. And I want to see if you can explain this to me. GOP lost zero House races. They picked up House seats. You guys, looks like you're going to hold the majority in the Senate. You, you stayed with every state legislature. You flipped the New Hampshire legislature. Yeah. Uh, Dems spend hundreds of millions of dollars. The thing I didn't put in here is the fact that also President Trump had the most minority votes, I think, since, what, 1960 or in a long, long time. Right. And yet he loses? Uh, how, how do you explain that? Well, it is, it's hard to explain, Chris, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And I think that's the, the, the rub here. I mean, anomalies aren't evidence. Um, unusual situations aren't evidence. Even 150,000 ballots that came in a clump, but only vote, only had you know one candidate they voted for, and that was the, the president, and it was all Joe Biden. Even that doesn't say, hey, there's something illegal here. But it does present, it ought to present some curiosity to our mainstream media, and it simply doesn't. They're not curious about anything. They're not curious about Hunter Biden. I mean, they call that a, a debunked, a largely discredited story for the last couple of years, and all of a sudden you have his laptop, you have people in the email chain saying it's real, um, and, and yet they're not even a little bit curious. They have no curiosity about the things that you just 
pointed to. They just simply want to accept it because they like the outcome that their narrative presents. I'm not saying that there was fraud. I'm not saying that the, that the election was stolen, but we certainly ought to be able to look into this. And by the way, Chris, here's another trend that bothers me a lot about the media. They seem to be just fine with voter fraud as long as it's not widespread, systemic, or doesn't change the results. When did when did our tolerance on this Veterans Day, as we honor the people who were willing and in many cases did make the ultimate sacrifice for our right to be self-governed, why would we look the other way if there's a bunch of voter fraud, a bunch of people voting twice or dead people voting or people getting you know unsolicited ballots and, and then having them uh, you know harvested by um, you know by activists? Why do we tolerate that just because it may not have changed the well, election? And let's take it one step further. I mean, you bring up the media, but let me ask you this: You hear Joe Biden talking about, "Hey, I want to unite this country," which, hey, I I would love to see that happen. My question for you is: Do you know one Democrat? that has come out and said, hey, you know what? Maybe there are some irregularities, maybe they're not, but let's investigate every single one of them to ensure that if Joe Biden is the best man that wins, then you know what, there's there's no doubt. If you had one Democrat come out and call for any investigations into this, and if so, and if not, why not? Well, remember, we're talking about the party that impeached the president with the zero evidence, zero evidence. We're talking about the party that championed a special counsel investigation into Russian collusion. That not only did they have zero evidence before they started it, they had zero evidence when it was all over. We're talking about a party that paid for a fake dossier that was prepared by a foreign agent on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign to go to get warrants to spy on American citizens to try to discredit the president, President Trump's administration even before it became president. So why would we be surprised that they're not calling for calm? Now, by the way, let's let's remember what's not happening. Let's celebrate the fact that nobody's buildings have been burned down, nobody's windows have been smashed, no cars have been set on fire, no riots, violent riots in the streets. Um, because ever since Joe Biden was quote, named president-elect by the Associated Press. Um, but there were a, were a lot of businesses preparing for that in the eventuality that Donald Trump was elected because the Democratic base, um, you know, reacts violently to Republican presidents winning, evidently. So. Thanks so much to Senator Kramer. There's a lot more to that conversation. He's on the Armed Services Committee as well. So we talked about the firing of Mark Esper and some other things happening at a national security level. Just go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. You can see the rest of it there. And stay with us when we come back. We're going to get to your points of view. And as always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.